All right, so I came across this quote earlier this week. It's from Chris Vallotton. It says, it's more important to be your core values than to have core values. I'll read it again. It's more important to be your core values than to have core values. And so as a child, I remember my dad, he was very much like, Adam, treat other people how you want to be treated. And it's something that's always kind of stuck with me. You know, he taught me that as a young kid, you know, just a wee lad, I would say, right? And I always remembered it as I got older in my teenage years, you know, I just always try to treat people how I wanted to be treated. And I was really tall when I was like in grade six or grade seven, you know, I was like giant compared to everybody else in my class. But some of the older kids in my school thought it would be fun to pick on me because I was taller, right? But my dad's words would always ring through my ears. Treat others how you want to be treated. And I just thought that was such an amazing quote is that we have these core values, you know, that we, we say that we believe, right? But are we living out those core values? And we'll see if that goes with my sermon this morning, okay? All right, James 1, 25. If you got your Bibles here. I'm going to read it out for you. It says, don't, sorry, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You will see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So just to be clear, that James isn't saying that hearing the word isn't important, okay? Hearing the word is extremely important, right? But it's also very, very important is that there's an action after hearing the word, right? Because if we're always hearing the word, but nothing ever changes, do those words go from our head down to our heart, right? And then from our heart, out of our mouths, out of our hands. Be living what we've learned. Okay, and it goes in line with Jesus' teaching in Luke eleven twenty-eight. 28. Jesus says, blessed are those who hear the word and keep it. All right, so we truly want to keep those words that we're hearing, those words that we're reading in the Bible. It's so important for us to have that action. Okay, so Luke 10, 25 is the the story of the Good Samaritan, okay? So I'm not going to read it all out for you, but I'm going to paraphrase it as I go this morning. And so basically, there's an expert of religious law, and he's just like, talking to Jesus, he's just like, how do I inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus being, Jesus has asked a question. He returns with a question. He's like, well, what does the, the book of Moses say? And so the, the expert of religious law is like, Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, exactly, do this and you'll live. And then the expert of religious law being very smart, he's just like, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus goes into the parable, right? And he says, a man was walking along the street, he gets robbed, right? And he's left there to die, kind of thing like that. And so a couple of religious leaders and religious people come walking by on the street, and go on the other side of the road, right? Ignore them, they go on the other side of the road, it happened twice. 
And then the third person, the Samaritan, comes, and it says that he was filled with compassion. And he starts to address this man's wounds. He gets out the olive oil, the wine, his bandages, and starts to, to care for him, right? And so does all that, sees that the man can't walk. So helps the man up onto his donkey, and they walk into the town, all right? Doesn't stop there, keeps going. So he helps him into the town and takes him to an inn where he takes care of him. The next day, it says that he went and paid the innkeeper some money in order for the innkeeper to continue caring for him, okay? And so there's obviously lots that we can take from this parable, um, but for myself, I find that it's so easy for me to be so focused on my calendar that Monday, January 15th, I'm like, yep, 11 o'clock, I got this. 12 o'clock, I got that. 1 o'clock, I got this. 8 o'clock, I got that, right? And I'm going throughout my day, and I'm really noticing what's going on around me. I'd love to say I am all the time, but in reality, I'm not, right? In reality, I'm so focused on my day sometimes that I'm not asking God, well, God, what am I supposed to be doing today, right? Am I being aware of those people around me in need? Some days I am for sure, but some days I'm not, right? So, and I think in our culture, it's so easy to be so driven with our calendars, right? So driven that this is what I got to do and just go and do it. I know when I moved to, to Kitchener from the little town of Wingham being 3,000 people, I remember going to the grocery store for the first time. I was kind of walking around uh, in Wingham. We, we walk around fairly slow, I think. And when I came to Kitchener, I was just like, man, everybody's going so fast. Like, just you're just in a grocery store. I'm just like, man, these people must be exhausted the time they leave the grocery store. Like, they're probably trying to burn calories that they're going to eat when they go home from all the great food they're buying because they're just moving so fast. And so I, I know myself now, I don't notice it, but I'm probably going just as quick, you know? But it's just like we just get so, our mind's so focused on what's ahead of us instead of noticing what's going on around us, okay? And the other thing is being a doer or a giver is sometimes very inconvenient, okay? Because it's going to take your time, it's going to take your energy, and it's going to take your resources, okay? So thinking back to the parable there, when the Samaritan stopped, right, taking care of him, but what really popped out to me was just the fact that he helped him up onto his, to his donkey, right? And the inconvenient part was, now, well, now he had to walk. You know, I'm being very selfish here, right? But the thought about that, though, is like, you know, you don't have to do that, but we're called to do those kind of things, right? And takes a man, put him up on his donkey, and then they lead into town. An amazing story right there. Gets into town, all right, you're good to go. But it doesn't stop there, right? He spends at least the night with him, attending his wounds, making sure he's getting better. Again, is it so easy? I think it'd be so easy to be like, I'm going to take you to the closest place. Here you go. You know, I don't know who he is, but I definitely need some help. And then I go about my way, Right? But he stays there, takes care of him for the night. The next day, he pays the innkeeper some money in order to keep him there, attend him, you know, make sure he's well, right? And so I don't have the exact numbers for you, uh, but basically when I was looking through different notes, it was saying that he paid him enough, they paid the innkeeper enough money that he could stay there for two months, roughly speaking. So two months. Now, that didn't include food or 
you know, any kind of medical expenses or anything like that. But still, it would be an extended period of time, right? And at the very end of it, it also says that he would come back. This man, the Samaritan, would come back and pay anything that he still owed him. So if he needed to stay longer or he needed more food or more medical, he would take care of all of that. And that is what we call going above and beyond, right? I'm sure a lot of, a lot of us has heard stopping and loving that one person. You know, right there, you're going above and beyond, doing way more than what's expected to you. I think it's so beautiful. Don't you? And so God's called each and every one of us, right? We're all called, and we all have unique and wonderful gifts, right? But the important thing is that our gifts are unique and different. And so maybe your gift is being that encourager, you know, maybe your gift is being hospitable. You're inviting people into your home and making them a really nice dinner. Um, you know, maybe your gift is dropping a meal off for somebody, right? Uh, but the important thing to ask yourself, or what I want to ask people today, is are we using our gifts? Are we using those gifts God has given us? Or are we letting excuses get the best of us and hold us back from advancing into the kingdom? It can be really hard message to hear, I know. It's a challenging word, you know, being a doer, right? Um, but when I was doing, my, as a lot of you will know, I've been a personal trainer for years and years and years. And being a personal trainer, there's so much information out there. There's so many health fads and all these things. And so I was going through my certification, there was reading upon reading. And then why don't we read some more? Because there's just so much of it to do. And so I'm like, Man, at this time in my life, I disliked reading. I've come to a place now where I'm like, all right, I enjoy reading now somewhat. Maybe not all those health terms and stuff like that that I have a hard time pronouncing. Um, but I'm at a place now where I enjoy reading, right? But back then, I disliked it with everything about me. I did not want to read whatsoever. Uh, but so much reading, lots of classes, courses, seminars, all that fun stuff. So eventually, I got certified and then there was a time in my life where I had to put all that hearing, all that listening into an action, right? There came a time where I had to put it into an action, right? I wouldn't be a good trainer if I never practiced what I preached, right? So I started meeting with clients, sitting down with clients, going over their goals, showing them exercises, right? So we go out on the gym floor, we go through some exercises, and I'd show them how to do it properly. I'd give them these are kind of the steps to do in order to do things right. And then, so they were just listening and watching what I was doing. And then there was a time where they had an action. So now I put them on the spot, and they had to do it for me, right? So they had to show that they were, one, listening, and were able to do it properly and safely without hurting themselves, right? So bringing that back into this, into being a doer of the word, um, you know, again, that you learn a lot from hearing, from listening, right? We learn a lot from getting into our word from on a Sunday morning, which you're all going to say, yes, I'm learning a lot this morning, right? You're going to make me feel really good about myself. Thank you. I feel so much better already. Gosh, you guys are all so good. But again, like, we learn a lot from hearing and listening, going to conferences, right? YouTube, you're listening to some of your favorite speakers, worship, you know, and all this kind of stuff, right? But then there's a time for an action, okay? And my clients would expect me to be able to do what I was asking them to do. So if they were coming in, I was like, well, I want you to do 50 push-ups today. 
they would laugh at me and Adam, oh, can you do 50 push-ups? You know, so there was a part where I had to put all that stuff into an action myself. I wanted to be a good role model for my clients, right? I wouldn't have been a great trainer if I was asking them to do all these things, but I couldn't keep up, right? If I'd never gone onto the gym floor and worked out myself and sweat it myself, right? So there had to be that action in order to be a good role model. And you take that into the church, right? As a church, we can be really good at saying all these things. I'm going to work like, you know, our heart is this, our heart is that. But there needs to be that action as well, right? Because people are watching and saying, well, Catch Fire Kitchen, are you guys doing all these things, right? And I think sometimes we make being a doer way more complicated than what it needs to be. I think that we sometimes hear the word, being a doer of the word, and we all of a sudden start thinking, well, I got to do more, I got to do more, I got to do more, and I got to do more, right? But sometimes, and the key word here is sometime, sometime, okay? It's about doing less, right? Less worrying, less I got to do more of this, less I got to do more of that, but more spending time with God, more spending time in his presence, okay? Because sometimes being a doer 100% means, you know, we're going out on the street, we're ministering to people, right? 100% of the time, or sometimes 100% of the time is that, right? But I think we forget that being a doer of the word is spending time with God. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Well, how did he know that? Or why would he say that? Because he had such a close relationship with God. And so being a doer of the word very much means we need to be spending time each and every day with him, spending time in his presence, having that personal relationship with him, okay? And as we start to do those kind of things, as you're spending so much time with him, God's heart starts to overflow out of you, right? And that's God's heart, obviously, is to have that personal relationship with us, the widows, the broken, right? So as we connect more with his heart, those things naturally will flow out of ours. Matthew 7, 23, it says that people are going to come to me and say, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this in your name. But God's going to say, but you didn't know me. You didn't know me. First time I read this, I was just like, whoa. That was like, that was like oh my gosh. I was just like shocked when I read this. But the important thing about this is that doing all those things are good things, right? They're amazing things. They're really, really good. But the heart is that we have that one-on-one with God, right? Look to the person beside you and say, one-on-one with God. There we go. Colossians 2, 7, it says, Let your roots grow grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong, and in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Amy spoke a great message last week on, on our faith, right? A faith tracks heaven. And as we grow in our faith, as we our roots grow down with God, our faith grows. 
sorry, as our roots grow down, our faith grows, right? And not only do we grow, but we grow strong. Like Amy said, as you use your faith, it's like a muscle, right? It gets stronger and stronger. And we do. We grow so much stronger as we step out in our faith. And again, like I, going back to the point where a lot of times when we hear being a doer, we feel, I'm just not good enough, right? I'm not doing enough. I'm an awful person. I'm an awful Christian. Um, it's such an attack of the enemy. You know, the enemy is there to condemn you, Right? The enemy looks at your past and says, you've been a Christian for so long, and what have you done? But God looks at our future, and he says, this is who you are. You are my beloved. You are my son, my daughter, right? God will bring a conviction that, you know, when we accept it, we're going to make a difference. That condemnation will make us stay in the past, and we'll kind of sit in our sorrow, right, and feel that shame, but that conviction will help us to move forward. Okay, so rooted was a word that when I've been praying over the church and when I've been praying into 2018, rooted was a word that I was getting a lot, that we were going to be rooted. This church is going to be rooted in God's love, rooted in his presence, and I think that's not just for this church, but I think it's for all believers, you know, this year is going to be a year that we are just so rooted in God's presence this year. Okay? And out of his presence, that's where those things will flow out of. As we're rooted strongly in him, that's where those ministries are going to flow from. So 1 Corinthians 16, 14, it says, let everything you, let everything you do be done in love. And now I took the amplified version, and it says, let everything you do be done in love motivated, inspired by God's love for us. And there it is there. I'll say it again. Let everything we do be done in love, motivated by and inspired, inspired by God's love for us. We can love because God first loved us, right? We can make it through this journey, this race. Why? Because God first loved us. And when we go out, into the street, or we go bring somebody a meal, or you're bringing somebody into your house. We want to be so rooted in God's presence that that verse just naturally will flow out of us. And I believe that this year is going to be a year where we see that breakthrough this year as a church, that people are going to know you by your love, right? And they're going to know you, that you are so surrounded by God's presence. You're so rooted in his presence that everything just naturally flows out of that. Um, and it's the heart behind why you're doing it, right? The heart of why am I going out doing this, right? You know, going back to that parable, the religious leader is probably trying to, you know, get Jesus to say it's about works, right? I'm trying to earn my way into the kingdom, right? But it's not, it's not about all the things I do. Yes, again, they're good, but it's about the relationship with the Father, So I'm trying to lay that on thick because I know, speaking about myself, when you have such a compassionate heart, right, you have such a heart for the city, and it's easy to, to tear yourself apart. It's very easy to lie in your bed at night and be like, oh my goodness, like, what am I doing, right? But do not let the enemy come in and attack you with shame and guilt because for those in Christ Jesus, there's what? No condemnation, Right? And we take it and we step forward because God's calling you out. And when God calls you out, it's always beautiful. 
you know, it's always good. You know, it's Melissa sang that song uh, by House Fires, I think it is, right? And uh, I forget the name of the title of it, but Jesus, you're my savior. What a savior, right? This morning, when I speak, I always get really, really early on a, on a Sunday morning when I'm speaking and go over my message and go over it and go over it and go over it and go over it. But this morning, when I was just kind of laying down, I felt like I was just supposed to lay there. And so I actually was putting on that song this morning. I think I listened to it for like an hour straight. It drives Amy crazy that when I like a song, I listen to it over and over and over again. But honestly, I could do it this morning because she wasn't up yet. So hallelujah. But again, like I just like was like almost crying there. And then the fact that she played this one, I'm like, God, you are just so good. You know, and his his goodness, like I just can't comprehend it. I can't put into words this morning just how good he is, right? And guys, as we you know, as we come into a more of a revelation of just how good he is, that's when we can step out, right? Because it's so hard to step out and do things, you know, pray for people, which I know our hearts are to go out and pray for people. But if the t- tank's empty, you have nothing to give. It's so hard to be in that point, right? You have nothing to give, and we can only give from what we received. So you need those times with the Father of just getting filled up, right? And so this morning was totally out of my character to not do anything, was to do less this morning. But then when I got here, I was like, man, I feel so good this morning, and that was before worship. And then worship, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it feels like I do this all the time, and I just don't even know what to say. And it's just like, God, you're just so good. And I'm like, some morning I just want to lay here and just, like, let God do his thing because he's just so good. I just love that word, so good, you know. I'm not going to get tired of saying it. I'm going to get you guys to stand up. If John, if you could just put some music on. We're just going to pray. Yeah, Father, just right now we just come to you, Father. We just, again, we just thank you for the calling that you have on each and every one of us. God, that you have an amazing calling, an amazing gifting over each and every one here this morning. And God, I pray that even as we leave this place this morning, God, you would continue to talk to us of what it means to be a doer of the word. That those words wouldn't bring stress to ourselves, God, but it would bring a joy to us. And I just feel like praying this morning that, I feel like for some people here, we, have, we like to have our list of things to do. And I feel like just to encourage you this afternoon is just take some time and, and just journal with the Father and just like, God, what are maybe some steps that I can do personally to help me walk more into this? But yeah, Father, we just want to walk more in your love today. We kind of did this during worship, but I wrote it down to do it now too. It's just, again, just release more of his love right now that we would just be so rooted in his love. We'd be so rooted in his presence. And God, that everything that flows out of us would just be done in love, Father. It would be done in love, God.
God, that your love would just flow out of us into our workplaces and into our schools, God. Even just in our family at home, God, that your love would just flow out of us into those all around us. And I just break off any burden that people have been feeling and that they're not doing enough. And just to encourage you that God says you are enough and that God's going to open those doors for you this morning and to encourage you to look at the small things that maybe seem small to you but not to those around you. But those simple phone calls, what seems simple to you isn't simple to the person receiving it. That simple high when you see somebody at the mall or at the grocery store may not be a simple high to that person. to declare over each and every one here that you guys are absolutely amazing. You are loved so much. You are wonderful. You know, and again, God looks at God calls you out for your true identity. I always go, I always think of Gideon, you know, I, lo I love his story in the Bible. And when the angel of the Lord came to him, you know, Gideon was kind of hiding, doing his work, right? He didn't want to get caught. But the angel of the Lord says, you mighty warrior, or you mighty hero. At that point, Gideon was, he was hiding, right? He was afraid. And Gideon's like, who, me? Like, I'm the least in my tribe. God didn't come and say, you fearful, scared warrior. It was, you mighty warrior, you mighty hero. God's not looking at your past. He's calling you out of your future. And he's saying that you are mighty and you are wonderful. And you are a giant in the kingdom of heaven. really feel strongly right now that God is speaking to you about your future here this morning and that just to, he's giving you a word this morning it's going directly to your heart this morning I feel like fear is just leaving this place right now fear of missing your calling is leaving this place right now fear of not doing enough is leaving this place right now because his perfect love casts out all fear not just some fears guys all fear his perfect love casts out every single fear his love casts that out so whatever you've been struggling with his love casts that out so just give it to him this morning Yeah, Father, I just thank you for the passionate people in this place. 
people just that want to go so much deeper into your presence, God. People want to walk so much deeper in a relationship with you, and they just want more. More. Father, as we are going to go throughout our, our day today, God, I just thank you for the doors that you're going to open, Father. I just bless people with amazing dreams and visions, God. I feel like God is blessing you with dreams. I feel like there's been a few people in here have been asking for more dreams, godly dreams. I feel like God's speaking directly to you right now is this that, you know, he hears that cry. So we're going to keep going here for a little bit. Um, and if anybody's got a lot of pain in their body this morning, so I just want you to wave your hand and I get some people around you to pray. I feel like there's been a lot of pain in your body that's almost been distracting for you this morning or even throughout your walks. Um, so just on this top side over here anyways, there's uh, some people up and it's a couple people in the back over there as well. If you guys can just open up your eyes and just wave your hand for, the, for them. Make sure somebody comes and puts a hand on you. And until somebody puts a hand on, just keep your hand up. And if you're not praying for something, that's totally fine. But just, again, just stay in that place of just letting God just download into you. Let him fill you up. And so, Father, we just pray complete healing over these people right now. Father, complete healing, complete restoration over their bodies right now. All pain would be gone right now in the name of Jesus. We just bless those shoulders this morning. I feel like it's in somebody's right shoulder. We just speak complete healing and restoration to that right shoulder right now. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Father, just let everything we do be done in love, Father. God, you are just so good so personal, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So guys, I just, <clears throat> I'm going to release you now as well. That is, you, as you need to go. Again, you're more than welcome to go. But if God's still speaking to you, again, I want you to stay in that place where you just keep receiving, right? There's no rush. Uh, you're receiving prayer. Again, stay in that place. If you want to come up for extra prayer this morning, again, we can come up here. We can get some people to come up here and pray for you this morning as well. But just to bless you guys.
uh, to have an awesome rest of the day. And again, that you guys are absolutely amazing. Amen. Amen.